You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girlbomb. Girlbomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. If you're listening for the first time, welcome! I'm Alec Mappa, and my only job here is to say, please welcome to the program, queen of all things, Lonnie Love! How are you? How you been? I'm good, as usual. I say this every week, but this has been especially true this week. Stalking you on Instagram is the biggest thrill. You just came back from Essence Fest. In New Orleans. And every single picture in your feed was with a superstar, with (laughs) Janet Jackson. You can hear it in my voice. You were in the VIP seats. You were so close. I want squirrel friends to know. You can hear it a little bit in my voice. I'm recovering from Essence Fest, but... It was just a great festival. This was the first time they had it in person, but there was some great people there. Janet Jackson, Ashanti. Oh, since COVID. Since COVID, yes. the first time. Okay, so everybody was in the mood to party. And Lauren Hill performed for the first time. She was on time. She was with Wyclef John. It was just awesome. I just can't. Yeah. Who blew you away? Who was the biggest part of Essence Fest this year that you were like... Because I saw the footage of you watching Janet Jackson and your mm-hmm. seats were so close. <laughs> yeah. You were so close. <laughs> she was magnificent. But you know, the person I love the most was Debbie Allen. She got up on stage while Patti LaBelle was performing and she started doing this dance and this twerk. And you can tell Patti is 78 years old. Yes. Debbie is 72 years old. Uh-huh. And for those women to dance the way they danced, it mm. was just awesome. So I had a great time. How was your I saw that footage too, by the way. And if I were Patty, I would have been furious. <laughs> I would have been like, hello, I'm trying to sing. What are you doing? That reminded me of this one time I was performing at Pride and there was a person standing next to me. And the louder I spoke, the more animated they became. They were just making faces at the crowd and like waving at the crowd and doing this weird little dance. And I was about to look over at them and say, excuse me, I'm trying to speak to these people. And then I realized they were interpreting for the deaf. Oh my goodness. It was the interpreter. And I was like, you're upstaging me. But um, my week was pretty good. I had an unusual encounter at the supermarket. I am not a sports fan, but these two attractive boys working behind the cash register, and they started talking about this baseball player. They kept on saying, Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols played a really game. Pujols was really amazing. Pujols this, Pujols that. And I started to laugh. And they looked at me like, what are you laughing about? I said, the man's last name is Pujols. (laughs) 
poo holes. And they were like, what? I said, poo holes. And they looked at me like, I'd never heard that way before. And I just ruined their lives. And I walked away and I was like, bye. <laughs> so I was thinking like, you know, that's a really unusual last name. Like if Jane Fonda married mm-hmm. Albert Pujols, she'd be Jane Fonda, Fonda Pujols. Pujols. Yeah. It, you know, we could talk all day, but we got to get to our episode 10 of All Stars you season 7. You are amused by my Pujols story, I can tell. You, you know what? No, I just, you know, people tune in to get the recap. Tell oh, them yeah. why we're here. Oh, listen. Lonnie and I catch up at the beginning. She tolerates me for about a good three to four minutes. And then we get into the recap of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 7, which is the best season that's ever been broadcast in the history of mankind. And on this, it's filled with spoilers because it's Mm -hmm. a recap. Yes, it is. So, Lonnie, what are we talking about? Oh, we are talking about episode 10, that there's going to be a balloon pop for Roast Order, Roast Workshop, Kennedy Davenport Center Honors, Hall of Shade Ceremony, All Glowed Up Runway, Lip Sync for the Legacy, and there's going to be something different. Mm, I can't wait. So, you guys, let's get into this because this was one of my favorites because you know I'm a comedian, you're a comic, and we yes. love a good roast. So love this a roast. Is- Episode 10. Let's get into it, Alec. Let's take a quick commercial break before we see these queens start to work. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. We're back, so let's get into the intrigue of this week's workroom. Okay, so the top two last week were Monet and Jinx. Monet won. Mm-hmm. She finally won. She had one star for the longest time. And so... And she really deserved that win. She really did. She really did. She mm-hmm. did that viral video about getting paid. She did the money, money dance, and she was fantastic. And then she blocked Raja, who had been begging for it. Yep. Because she thought that there was some energy in the plunger. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because all the queens who had gotten the plunger before had walked into the workroom saying, oh, now I know the secret of the plunger. Mm -hmm. And then instead of busting each other on it, everybody just went along with it. So Raja was the only one who did not know about the plunger. She came back into the workroom and was furious. (laughs) 
I can't believe, you know, because Raja kind of believes in like, you know, the crystals and the positivity and, you know, I get that from her. So I think that she really thought that there was something. And once she got it, she realized she had been had now. I'm extremely gullible. (laughs) I would have gone along with it, too. (laughs) Now, the queens had the first spoken word lip sync from last episode and Trinity she wants to do one Jada and Jinx now have three stars Mm -hmm. Jada thinks Shay has the ability to win the remaining two weeks to get to the finale because Shay is the only queen left that only has one star Right? She only has one star. And Jinx came up into the workroom, and I think to make her feel better, she goes, if anybody's going to win two within the next two, I'm betting on Shea Coulee. Now, seriously, there's only two challenges left. And unless there's a bonus round after this episode, and there could be, who knows, uh, the only way Shay could catch up is if with she has to like win the next two challenges. Something may happen. You have to keep watching. We don't know, but something may happen. So there's going to be a shark tank beneath the stage, and it's going to open up, <laughs> and whoever can swim the fastest is going to remain in the race. All right. Continuing <laughs> on to the workday, our maxi challenge. RuPaul comes in. Did you like this outfit that RuPaul okay. was wearing? Okay. RuPaul was wearing a blazer with yellow pants. And the blazer had black and white stripes on it. So the very mm-hmm. first time I see that on anybody, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. But again, it's RuPaul. So mm-hmm. it's she had yellow pants, black and white striped blazer, and red boots. She looked like ketchup, mustard, salt, and pepper. <laughs> She was just as your favorite condiments. But again, because she's six foot four and weighs 10 pounds, everything looks fantastic. Now, Rue says that multiple congratulations are in order. Each queen has been officially chosen to be inducted into the Kennedy Davenport Center Honors Hall of Shade. Now, explain to us Kennedy Davenport. Kennedy Davenport is a dancing queen from season seven. Did you see how easily I came up with that? Because I'm a super fan. (laughs) I've always thought that, you know, season seven was a tough season because it was right after Bianca Del Rio. And there were so many talented queens in that season. There was Adore Delano. There was Courtney Act. There was Darian Lake. There was Ben De La Creme. That's all in one season. And then the mm. next season we had Violet Chachki. But we also had the introduction of Katya and Trixie. So many memorable people. Kennedy Davenport, if you go to YouTube and see her dance... It's unbelievable. She's like a tornado. She's like a Tasmanian devil. She can dance. She does cartwheels. She does twirls. She does jump splits. She's wow. just amazing. All of it in stiletto boots. Amazing. And you mm-hmm. know, it's a play off of the Kennedy Center Honors. Of course. So that's the reason why we have the Kennedy Davenport Center Honors Hall of Shade, which mm-hmm. explains why Kennedy Davenport interrupted Rue on the on-screen message. <laughs> you know, because they were like, wait, what's going on? And you What know, is she doing here? Yeah. Now, the yep. ceremony will take place on the main stage. They will take turns roasting each other to a crisp... Have you done a roast? I've done a roast at the Friars Club in New York City. I was hosting a roast for George Takei. Mm. And they had all these people from the Howard Stern show. Gilbert Gottfried, before he died, was there. So funny. The first thing I said was, "Uh, we're here to roast George Takei today. Uh, It's going to be hard for me because George Takei is gay and Asian. I'm gay and Asian. Making fun of George Takei would be like making fun of myself. If I were a toothless old Japanese woman. (laughs) 
And that is the purpose of a roast. I have had two roasts done on me. They've all been birthday roast. Oh, where? Oh, the last one I had was at the um, Improv in Hollywood. And okay. all of my comedian friends came down, like George Wallace and right. um, so many of them. Kevin Hart, they came down. And this is the thing. I love getting roasted. I love oh, you do. talking about me because it's all in fun. Really, right. when your friends do it, it really is. So, what kind of jokes fun. do they come up with? What are they? What are they poking at? Well, you know what was funny was that at the time I was on the reel and I invited Tamara Mori Housley to come down, and she had mm-hmm. never been to a roast, so her and her husband came down. So mm-hmm. I remember one comedian said they were looking at the curtain and he said, "You see this curtain? This is Lonnie's prom dress." <laughs> No, it's a roast. It's, it's a, a roast. roast. But right. we had such a good time. And that is the purpose of a roast. A yeah. good roast. What is your key to, you think, well, for a good roast? You have to come up with info on somebody. So based mm-hmm. on our interaction, I would say, like, Lonnie Love has so many wigs in her closet. It looks like a serial killer's fridge. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a bunch of scalps in there. It's <laughs> what roasting is about so it's supposed to be shady you're not gonna have fun if you take it seriously or you take it personally now the ceremony will take place like i said on the main stage Mm -hmm. the queens will get a chance to workshop their material with ross matthews and stand-up comedian solomon giorgio do you know solomon i don't know solomon do you i know solomon as a writer Mm -hmm. he works with my friend ron funches but very funny i love ron funches he is so funny Very, very funny. Then they'll be joined on the main stage by extra special guest judge, author and journalist, Ronan Farrow. Ronan Farrow is the son of Mia Farrow Mm -hmm. and allegedly Mm -hmm. the son of Frank Sinatra. And you know what? I remember he put up a picture of himself because his real daddy is... Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Raised by Woody Allen. But he put a picture up and he was in the middle, and he had Woody on one side, and he had Frank Sinatra on the other side. Mm-hmm. And people that don't know, Mia was married to Frank at one time. For like five minutes. Right. Yeah. But he really favors Frank Sinatra. He looks just like him. Uh, I mean, he's blonde and everything, but the picture that he put up... And do you know how Frank Sinatra and Mia Farrow got divorced? How? So, Frank Sinatra is an old-fashioned guy. You mm-hmm. know, he didn't want his wife working. Mm-hmm. And she had been a television actress in the 60s on a show called Peyton Place. It was like a soap opera, right? So she mm-hmm. was kind of like B-level you know, television actress. She got a lead in a movie called Rosemary's Baby. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I remember Great, that. Great, scary movie. Mm-hmm. So Frank Sinatra wanted her to quit. He said, quit, come home, or we're done. Mm. So the director, Roman Polanski, Ugh. took Mia Farrow into the dailies, sat her down, showed her the dailies and said, you are going to be a movie star. Now you have a choice. You can be a movie star or you can be Mrs. Frank Sinatra. What's it going to be? And Mm. she was like, okay, I'm going to be a movie star. (laughs) Go ahead, Mia. And the rest is history. The rest is history. Ronan was instrumental in bringing down Harvey Weinstein. He was a big part of the Me Too investigations of the sexual harassment of the president of Miramax. And he's also been instrumental in like believing women and collecting their stories. So he's an amazing reporter. If Ronan investigates you, you get scared. (laughs) He's going to investigate. He's going to find the right thing. And so I was happy to see him in a different 
different light. Let him have some fun. Some fun. Um, so this was nice, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like if Ronan showed up at my front door, I wouldn't answer. I'd be like, go away. I haven't done <laughs> anything. Like, get away from I'm here. innocent. You can't prove a thing. <laughs> now, to decide the performing order for the roles, they will be putting their trust and their thrust in the hands of the drag gods. The queens will pick a balloon and <laughs> pop it with a pit crew member. Oh, did you like this? <laughs> I was surprised at the strength of a lot of the thrusts. Okay? Now, basically, there was a balloon on a pit crew member's poo hole. Yes. And the person had to bump into it and pop mm-hmm. the balloon. And the first up was Jada Essence Hall popped it right away. It was like, kablam! And it exploded <laughs> the confetti everywhere. I just love that there's somebody backstage in the producing wing of RuPaul's Drag Race said, you know what would be fun? <laughs> Popping a balloon on Bruno or Bryce Eilenberg's butt. I and love deciding it. the order. I think it's great. Now, the color of the confetti is what gave the number. So Jada yes. had purple, which mm-hmm. made her go seventh. Yes. And then Raja got red, yes. which meant she went first, which she didn't want to go first. She had a very strong thrust as well. She said, I haven't entered a naked man in weeks. So she was like, that was like a collision. That was like, I thought that it was like getting T-boned at an intersection. You know who had the hard time was Jinx. Jinx couldn't do it. I was like, come on, girl, put your back into it. She couldn't, it took her three tries. She said, well, you know, I'm married and I'm used to being at the bottom. I was like, okay. You the bottom, bitch. Okay, but you can still figure it out. You you can still figure it out. (laughs) It's like, okay. And the Vivian got gold. She was eighth. So basically, it's Raja, Evie, Shay, Jinx, Trinity, Monet, Jada, and then the Vivian. So that's our order. Okay, there's that order again on that comedy challenge. How did you feel about that? You know what? It's kind of like, we've talked about this. When you're a stand-up comic and you got to get up, if you're first, you have to kill it. You don't have any choice. Right. You have to be so good the minute you get up there. And you also have to kill it if you're the last because you are the headliner. I thought that the Vivian would be a strong headliner. I was worried about Raja going first. Me too. Me too. I was like, we'll have to see what's going to happen. So Jinx was super happy. Jinx was super mm-hmm. happy because she's a writer. She's a stand-up comic. She does this all the time. There was even a drag race tour called the Roast, where all they did were roasts. Mm-hmm. And her intro in, in that roast was, yeah, I've gained a few pounds, but watching Ginger Minge talk would turn anybody <laughs> into a hardened alcoholic. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then Ginger Minge said about Latrice Royale, our next guest proves that black isn't always slimming. <laughs> a haters roast okay (laughs) so now we're into the workroom prep day as you said jinx is very very happy because roasting is something in their wheelhouse Mm -hmm. raja (laughs) said raja always seems to pull out a dictionary and a thesaurus (laughs) for challenges I didn't even know there was one in the workroom. Where did that come from? From under a wig? I know. Something like that. The Vivian does consider himself a comedy queen, but is worried about the British humor. It won't translate in America. Okay. See, here's the thing about British humor. It is very dry. Mm -hmm. And British people as a society are always trying to hold it together. So a lot of British comedy is about loss of dignity. It's about somebody falling, somebody losing their bodily. It's like somebody being embarrassed. So it's either dry or super slapsticky. It's yeah. either like very arch, which a lot of British comedians are, or like Benny Hill. 
Yeah. Or Monty Python. Were you a big Benny Hill fan? I used to watch that show all the time. Yeah, as a little girl, I could never understand. I'm like, what are they doing? Why but are they, just thought why it was they funny. ladies run around all over the place? <laughs> like, it's like, why is that funny? But it was hilarious. I just it was didn't silly. understand. Yeah, was definitely. But I think the Vivian underestimated herself. And so I was like waiting to see about that. Now, yeah, Jada, yeah. on the other hand, Jada Essence Hall says she is struggling. She has not done a roast. Okay. This is where Bianca Del Rio used to tell people on the show, what are your strengths? Find out what your strengths are and apply them in the challenges. Mm. Jada's funny. She says, I'm funny with just mm-hmm. hanging around and talking shit. Mm-hmm. Take those that skill set and that yes. set of comfort and apply it into the comedy, which is what you do. You take your own experiences and mm-hmm. your own voice. Because if you're trying to come up with something you think is funny or you're trying to be funny in a way that deviates from who you are, essentially, wah, wah, it's not going to exactly, work. Exactly. I used to do this joke. I said, I haven't crossed my legs since 1992. And it's, <laughs> it would always get because it was based on a fat joke. And a lot yeah. of people, like, I always, I'm a self-deprecating type of comic because i like to before i hit everybody else i'm gonna hit myself first absolutely and that establishes rapport with the audience like Mm -hmm. the first one of my first jokes i used to do when i'd come out i'd go hi malik mappa i know what you're thinking i didn't know liza minnelli and bruce lee had had a child (laughs) (laughs) and then i used to say in the third grade i wore glasses corrective shoes and a retainer all at the same time (laughs) i used to kick my own ass at recess (laughs) You know, I used to say, you know, I was so big in preschool, they thought that I was a substitute teacher. <laughs> My ass was so big. Like, who is, like, when we take the picture, they're like, who is that big bitch in the back? Yeah. And if you can, <laughs> if you can make fun of yourself. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you were saying on last week's show that you had very broad shoulders. And on your Instagram this morning, you had a picture of yourself hosting Epop Daily, your uh-huh. other job. And you were wearing a red sweater that was very tight. And I didn't notice your shoulders at all. Really? It was no, skin be- tight, Lonnie. That sweater. But you got to realize I've lost 30 pounds. In your shoulders? <laughs> yes. <laughs> my shoulders and my ass. The 30 pounds. It's, 30 it's a big pounds. difference. It's a big oh my difference. God, that's so amazing. I'm doing a whole different thing right now, trying to make myself better. But okay, okay. moving on, Shay feels like they're losing opportunities to still be in the final four, but trying not to let that get to them. This is really hard. I feel bad for Shay. What would you say to Shay at this point? I'd say that the producers probably know. Listen, if the producers were strictly following the star system up until Mm -hmm. this point with only two more episodes left, they would have eliminated her already. Because if you have no way forward at this point, there's no point in competing anymore. So as long as no producer's coming up to her in a headset and going, you're out, Final Four, it's still anybody's game. That's a good point, Alec. Now, Monet is looking forward to it because they won the roast on All Stars 4. Do you remember that roast? Yeah, it was the roast of Lady Bunny. It was so funny. (laughs) One of the first things Monet said was, look at that big old bitch in that box. (laughs) That's my type of joke. Right, right. I love it. Trinity is worried because they didn't do well in either the previous two roasts that they've done. They think that they are funny, but no good at hitting punchlines. Okay, this is your drag mama. And again, she's hysterical. Yes. Now, all this, this whole season, she says, I can't dance. And now she's saying, Mm -hmm. I can't tell jokes. Mm -hmm. I've seen her perform. She can dance. If you saw her on Snatch Game, she's funny as fuck. Funny. Apply that here. And you could mm-hmm. do it. Remember, like, the last All-Star she did when she did Caitlyn Jenner? 
Yeah, baby, <laughs> Malibu. Everything out of her mouth was immediately funny. Mm-hmm. So I would just tell her, you know, listen, you're funny. Just apply that to this. Yeah. And I really love the fact that Jinx offers to help Trinity in any way as payback for helping them in the finally, first design challenge. Yeah, finally. 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 I thought stars. that was so sweet. It was. <laughs> I would have like I would have preferred a star, but any help would would help. I mean, if I was going up to do a stand up challenge at a roast and I was a queen on the show, the person you would go to for advice is Jinx Monsoon. Definitely. And, you know, the thing is that Trinity predicts that Jinx and Monet will win. That was just a prediction. I thought that that was... I didn't know. I thought maybe my prediction at this point was, of course, Jinx and probably the Vivian, I thought, would do good. Yeah. Based on the Vivian's performance in the graduation challenge where they had to give the graduation speeches, Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, she's really going to kill it. But, you know, again, there have been some surprises this season. I mean, Raja doing Madam during Snatch Game. I mean, it's just kind of Mm -hmm. like it's anybody's game. You never know. So they had a chance to workshop their jokes with Ross Matthews and Solomon Giorgio. I've worked as a coach uh, the challenges, I think, on last All Stars, where it was Sonique one. I was on that show and I got to coach the queens on their storytelling, and that was a really fun thing to do. I was a comedy coach. It was Michelle Visage and myself. Mm-hmm. That was the one with Utica. You were the coach on that, where yes. Utica bombed. Yes, we gave as much advice as we could. And I told you, Michelle knows comedy. Yes, so she does. So she literally listens to what they're going to say. They right. come out, they say what they're going to say. And at the time, I will give this to Utica. Utica did change a lot of things, but yes. we were trying to tell her how to soften it. And she oh, didn't want to soften it. Was it just too harsh? It was like not funny. Oh, it was so harsh and it was not. There's a difference between being funny and being mean and being yes. extra mean. Like, for example, you know, we all know that everybody's going to go to RuPaul and talk about age and joke about, you know, yes. oh, it's prehistoric. RuPaul is so old, she was the first queen to throw a rock at Stonehenge. Exactly. <laughs> but then to try to move it to someone else, that's not how we do it. So we gave a lot of advice. So right. it's funny when, how did you feel being a coach? Because did you see them improve or take your advice? I did see people taking notes. I think Sonique had a really interesting approach. She was very good in storytelling. Ginger Minge kind of was almost over-prepared to the point where it sounded kind of, I'm not going to say fake, because that's it sounded too much like she was giving a speech instead of uh, telling a story. Yeah, so she I said, couldn't just, get into just it. Just make the adjustment that we're all at dinner and you're telling us the story. Just right. a very... You know, just to make it more intimate and to bring us in. And she did make the adjustment and was very good. And the purpose of them showing the workout and the coaching mm-hmm. is so that you can see if the queens are good at taking critiques, if right. they're good at taking advice. And then when you see the final product, you go, oh, wow, well, nobody listened. helped them. No, Right. And so yeah. that really is the purpose. So so who listened to you? Who was out of all of them? Do you remember kind of like, okay, that one took the note. It was Simone. I remember Simone <sighs> taking the note very well. Also, Got Mick. Got Mick was just hilarious. But Hilarious. I did not expect that from Got mm-hmm. Mick 
at all mm-hmm. because she mm-hmm. was like such a great look queen. Mm-hmm. Everything she came out with was absolutely amazing. Just loose, funny, yeah. you know, like just be yourself. Don't get so caught up on the joke. If you don't right. remember it, keep going. I always say that because for me, like you said, we say look at something in yourself mm-hmm. and don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. And then you will come up with a joke. Yeah, you know, that's Bianca funny. Del Rio always goes, I have to remind myself not to take it too seriously. I'm a man in a dress. <laughs> I love Bianca. <laughs> Don't take it too seriously. Bianca Del Rio is a man in a dress, and we are hosts of a podcast who need to go to a quick commercial break. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com Welcome back. Let's talk about what wicked insults the queens managed to cook up. Okay, so we get to the workroom runway day. Now, Monet cannot wait to see what jokes the others have for them. Yes. Of course, you know, we expect, oh, big, big ass, this, this, that, that, uh-huh, that, that. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, uh-huh. so, but I love that Monet can't wait because that's the whole thing about a roast. Don't take it seriously. Don't, Don't get offended seriously. by it. It's yeah. it's it's all in good fun and that's how it should be. Monet mm-hmm. and Trinity check in with each other and they pretend to be looking at jewelry while they're talking. But the thing is... That was is, so is, lousy. <laughs> that was such a terrible... It was like, come over here and let me, let me see if you got this. It was so fake that Jinx saw it through it immediately. And then Monet's voice is so deep though, because she's going, it's like, wait a minute, they're talking. They're talking. You're not even passing notes or something. You're not whispering. We could all hear you. It was so lame. And Jinx was like, all right, you two are up to some bullshit. Now, Jinx talks to Monet about what the tiebreak would be if a bunch of queens end up with three stars. That's um, right. I thought that was interesting. That's right. Because um, the only two with three stars right now are Jinx and Jada. Mm-hmm. So that almost guarantees them a place in the finale. Unless something changes. Yeah. Unless in an upcoming episode, there's like bonus round. You get 10 stars. So with all that said, we get to the main stage runway. 
Oh, the main stage. Da 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 da. So RuPaul comes out in this floor-length gown. She's a big fan of one shoulder, the asymmetrical shoulder. Again, this is another Zaldi gown. This was like a glitter gown, but it had a like a black wavy stripe that looked like waves traveling in and out of the whole thing. They're strategically placed, and her shape is just impeccable. She wore an amber wig. Yes. And she doesn't usually do this. She's been wearing a lot of platinum blonde or a lot of honey blondes this season. This is a red wig. Would you ever wear a wig this color? I have worn this type of wig before, but I think she wore it because under the black, I believe that's the leather squiggly things. Yes. The leopard is the cheetah print. Okay. So in order to match the cheetah print and you have that black, I think that's why uh, Mm -hmm. she went red and she just looks gorgeous. Yeah. She's worn red wigs before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always kind of a departure. What she's never worn on the show, Lonnie Love, is a black wig. I've never seen her in jet black hair. Wow. Yeah, mm. I haven't. Yeah. That is. I that fucked is. you up with that one, didn't I? You sure did. Look <laughs> at you coming with the facts. Bing, 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 bing. Facts. Okay. So, uh, but I like this outfit. The special guest judge, as we said before, was Ronan Farrell. Yes. Also, Ross and Michelle were there. Wintergreen makes an appearance as the president of the Kennedy Davenport Center Honors. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wintergreen, she is a guy on the crew named Sarge. And during one season, I think it was the Peppermint season, you know, when they did the makeover challenge, Peppermint had Sarge and she was living as Wintergreen. It was Peppermint and Wintergreen. And she was hilarious. Kesha couldn't stop laughing at her. And Wintergreen was like, what is it, dear? What's so funny? She's a great sport. She's very, very funny. So let's start with Raja. Yes. Uh, She goes up first. How did you like her? She was hysterical. Hysterical. Yes. She was so funny. And, you know, again, it's that thing. It's like, you know, she came out guns a blazing and she had some pretty powerful jokes. Vivian has talked a lot about her drug recovery. She mm-hmm. was hooked on ketamine, which is a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> and uh, people take that at, at clubs and stuff. Don't do it. It's a mess. It's just like... Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> it's a tranquilizer meant for a horse. It's not for a human being. Think about what that'll do for a human being. So Raja's joke was, Vivian has done so much special K, people are betting on her at the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> <laughs> It's that kind of brutal joke she delivered, and she was so, so good. And then next we have Evie. I thought Evie was funny. I like that Evie can take that oddness and turn it into... First of all, I love the look. The blue hair, the purple lips. And she looks beautiful. She said on this show that she'd done a lot of Botox. And I was like, well, that (laughs) explains a lot. You don't need Botox because you're a black woman and you're going to look this way until you're 90. (laughs) And it's like, I need them right here. I need it at the end. I'm almost... I'm in my 50s, so I do Botox for the forehead. And it's just like the most beautiful thing ever. You don't You look great. Evie had a really good read with Jinx Monsoon. She said that Jinx Monsoon has had a lot of plastic surgery. I'll give you a moment to look for it. (laughs) (laughs) That was so crazy. (laughs) What was also funny was that they kept referring to the size of Evie's member. I thought a lot of the queens kept... There were a lot of And I was like, I didn't know that. Neither did I. Neither did I. Good to know. (laughs) Now, when you hear that somebody has a big member, does it change your interaction with them? Yes, of course. I go, hello. After a couple of shots of brown liquor, you're like, just show it to me. Hello. Hello. Can I see it? Just let me see it. What's the biggest you've seen? Um, uh, My very first boyfriend in high school. It was the very first 
penis I'd ever seen, erect penis. And when I pulled his pants down, it was like a tree falling slowly. <laughs> my face. It fell in slow motion. I'd never seen anything like it. I was dating this guy, and yeah. I promise you, I got out the ruler. Erect, it was 13 inches, and I could not take it. I, I said, you you're mean? not giving me a hysterectomy. I'm sorry. And no. you were like, not without an epidural, unless no, I'm no. numbed from the waist down. Exactly. You couldn't even, like, partially? You wouldn't, no. like, partially I just, do it? I just, it was too much. It was too much. It was too, too much. Quitter. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> not even like that. You didn't even take it for like sitting down, like being like. I'm like I, you know what? I wasn't that advanced back then. I mean, now <laughs> I could take it. But back in the day, I was reading, what? you know, I was becoming an engineer. I was trying to study physics and physics. Like, this doesn't physically mean I need to. This is not right. Wait, you weren't that advanced back then. It's yeah, like you went to advanced. Dick College since then. And you know, you know how to. Oh um, up next, we have Shay Coulee. Yeah, after that detour, Shay Coulee <laughs> did a pretty good job. She was funny, but I feel like she didn't really hit it. Yeah. She was like, she was really nice and her reads were funny, but this is a roast. And I wanted her to really get somebody in the mouth with something. Now, up next was somebody we all anticipated was Jinx Monsoon. Jinx Monsoon killed it. Oh, man. Fire. She killed it. She Fire. Killed it. Um, I mean, first of all, she had the great spot. She had the prime. Like, once you get one, two, three, once you get that fourth spot, the fifth spot is always because everybody's warmed up now. Right. You done heard some good ones. And they're also anticipating her. Yes. Because they know that Jinx is going to be really, really great. And she was superb. You know, she did all the Jick jokes about Evie Oddly mm-hmm. that were super funny. Kind of repeated her Judy Garland joke yeah. off of it. She's like, I, it was so big. I was snorting a line of coke on it. I had time to stop in the middle <laughs> uh-huh. to reflect on my life and thought, I'm becoming my mother. Which yes. is kind of a Sarah Silverman joke. She used to do a joke about, yeah. like, the other day I was licking grape jelly off my boyfriend's penis. And I thought, oh, shit, I'm becoming my mother. <laughs> It's funny. Up next was Trinity, the tuck. She was so good. She was really, really good. And she was funny. Mm -hmm. They didn't show Jinx giving her any pointers, but she came out so confidently and she had a lot of great zingers. My favorite one that she did was with Edie Oddly. She goes, you know, people are making fun of you, but Edie, seriously, don't let anybody ever tell you you're not pretty. You're not, (laughs) but don't ever let them tell you that. And it's just the way her delivery. People have to remember a good rose is about delivery too. Yep. Your setup, yeah. you know, it's like please don't let anybody tell you you're not pretty. You're not, but <laughs> don't, but don't let them tell you. She I love was it. really funny. After her came Monet. Monet, and Monet is another one people were anticipating, and I thought she did a pretty good job. Yeah, she did. She did good. Her outfit looked. Really, really nice. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I've seen better roast overall, but I remember Jinx. I remembered Trinity. Right. And I really remember the next one, which was Jada, because it was so bad. I know, but see, this is how she redeemed herself. So at one point, this, this has happened to me on stage too. Do you ever like trip over your words? Mm-hmm. And the in the middle of a joke, and but you have to acknowledge it. Yes. And she acknowledged it that this is messed up. This is horrible. That joke didn't go. I'm bombing. Like she because she called it out. It's kind of like mm-hmm. okay, you're hearing this too. What's excruciating <laughs> is when somebody's bombing and they don't acknowledge it. 
Yeah. That yeah. is just like you feel terrible. That's what I did in 1987. Oh, really? I was in Michigan and I was bombing and I just kept going. Oh. I, just like, I was like, this will hit him. This will hit him. This one will hit him. You know, I was really young into stand up and too. I just didn't. I always tell people if you're bombing or if you're, you know, giving a speech and maybe the speech isn't going well. Take a breath. Mm-hmm. Take a breath. Stop. Take a step back. Drink some water. And let the audience know, yeah, I'm hearing this too. I mm-hmm. bombed so bad <laughs> at the Laugh Factory. And it was an audition for A Living Color. Remember In Living Color? Oh, That's how yes. old I am. Our audition was, our first audition was we had to do uh, open mic at the Laugh Factory. I bombed oh. so bad that one of the Wayans brothers was laughing at how bad I was. Like, was wow. doing a, <laughs> like oh, you're terrible. And right. it took me so long to go back to the Laugh Factory because I had such PTSD. Right. But the thing about bombing is that's great is you have to bomb as a comic so you're not afraid of it anymore. Exactly. Because exactly. on the other side of bombing is like, well, I'm still alive. I didn't break exactly. any bones. I recovered exactly. from that. And also, nobody else cares. Yeah. Well, I remember years ago, Alec, I was vying for a shot at the Aspen Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. And so they had, like, the huge audition. It was an open call, 600 people. Oh, And awful. if you got picked that night, you go to, like, the Laugh Factory or, or the um, improv. Mm. They would pick 20 people out of the 600 people for the evening. Based on a live performance. You had to perform live. You had okay. to perform live. And I remember being one of the 20 picked to perform that night. Mm -hmm. And then when I got there, I was number 20. Okay. Now, just imagine it wasn't packed. It was the executives like way in the back of the improv. Marble. And there were like maybe 20 or so people in the audience. And that's a big and, room. The improv and in Hollywood huge is it's on Melrose. It's a gigantic room. It seats about 300 people. So if there's 20 people in the audience, it looks like you're performing for nobody. And every comedian kept getting up there trying to do their like two minute set, right? Because that's all you have. Two minutes. They were bombing, bombing bombing and as I was back there I was watching and I was like what could I say the one thing that's going to switch because everybody was bombing everybody and so this was for HBO I got up there and the first thing I said I said hmm this is HBO by the look of this crowd I want to go to Showtime and And that just opened up like those 20 people, like it clicked and I was able to go and do my two minutes and everything hit. So I always tell people when you see someone else bombing, kind of acknowledge it or find a way to comment about it. That way you might just, we call it turn a room Mm -hmm. because you're trying to turn from that person before you that did horrible. Especially if the person who's bombing is you. Exactly. I was, was, (laughs) I was testing for a pilot at Paramount and I didn't get it. They said it's, we're not going forward because somebody at Paramount doesn't like you personally. Mm. They did not like me. And I knew who it was, the executive. He was sitting Uh with his arms crossed. He was scowling at me. Uh And I was like, that guy hates me. So the following week, they called me back in. They said they still haven't cast the part. They want you to come in again. So I had to go in front of the guy who hated me at the test deal. So I arrive at the studio. He's sitting there in the front row. He has his arms crossed. And at this point, he knows that I've gotten the feedback. He knows that I know that he hates me. So I looked at him and I said, well, I guess a group hug is out of the question. (laughs) He laughed. And I got the part. 
but it was kind of like that took the piss out of everything because it was kind of like, okay, you're safe, you're fine, whatever. Just it's called turning a room. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Okay, so last was the Vivian. Yep. How did you like the Vivian? I thought she was really, really strong. She was kind of reserved. But she was very, very funny. Definitely. And then she commented, talk about acknowledging bombing person. The first thing she said was, it's so hard to come on after such a strong performance. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. And she said, it's so interesting that you all mentioned my drug addiction. But after listening to all this bullshit for the past hour, I might go back on drugs again. I thought that was very funny. That was very funny. We're going to nurse our wounds after those lethal roasts, but stay tuned to hear about how the queens lit up the runway. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. And we're back, and I am ready to see the light. We closed out the roast, and now we get to the runway. Okay, now listen, I don't always hear what the runway themes are, and this Mm -hmm. one was all glowed up, and I was like, what does that mean? These are gowns and outfits that when you turn off the lights, glow in the dark, or have lights somehow. And they've never had this category on Drag Race before, and they knocked me out. The first one out was Raja. Raja looked so beautiful. First of all, I thought this was very, very, very unique Mm -hmm. because sometimes they would start with the lights on Mm -hmm. so you didn't know what the glow up was going to be. And then when they turn the lights off, then it glows up. Mohart did something like this on the UK version. Oh, she did? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think maybe it might have been inspired by this. Right. Raja came out in this kind of cage dress that almost looked like skeleton of a butterfly. It winged out and she had a gown underneath it and along the kind of like skeletal part the grid that was the butterfly she had laser lights so wherever she went the lasers kind of shot out of her unbelievable unbelievable Unbelievable. up next it was evie i thought this look on evie was so ladylike Uh and it was so different for for her she wasn't like funky or weird this was like 
elegant Oscar dress. <gasps> it was like, um, what, you remember, you remember Avatar? Those plants yes. in Avatar, where yes. they, yeah, those phosphorescent plants in Avatar, where the, she was like a mushroom that glowed and it was blue. And then she had like a, a garden in her braids. So it was yes. like she was this glowing part of nature. Absolutely beautiful and, and a different flavor from Evie Oddly. It's very different, but when it was the lights on, it looked totally different to me. Mm-hmm. It looked more like Evie. Yeah. But then when the lights went down and she glowed up, it was something that was just magical to see. Beautiful. I mean, I would tell anybody to go back and look at this runway because this is a really yeah. good runway. Yeah. Shay Coulee is up next. She comes out, she got flowers. She, she has sunflower. a sunflower. This was beautiful. Her skirt were like yellow petals. She was like a large yellow flower. She had a giant sunflower in her back, kind of like how showgirls in Vegas have the back feathers, the tail feathers. And yes. the yellow petals of the sunflower made up her skirt and then it glowed in the dark. And then she had pretty makeup that kind of reflected that she was a flower as well. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Next, we have Jinx Monsoon. This was amazing. I was like, what is happening? How did she do this? It was a floor-length ball gown that was all white, but there were lights underneath it that shimmered, and it looked like she was on fire. So what Mm. she had was she had a pearl necklace, and she had a pearl belt, and her hands were tied behind her back, and she looked like she was a witch being burned at the stake. But in Mm -hmm. addition to the lights creating the flame illusion on the dress. She also had a flame illusion like Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland, how they have those paper (laughs) flames that the fan is blowing on it. So it looked like she had live flames coming up. It was amazing. This was just an amazing runway. I keep telling people, go back and look at it because it's just so beautiful. This one, that was was breathtaking. Next was Trinity the Tuck. Yes. Your drag mother did not disappoint. She looked like a Las Vegas sign. (laughs) It was a combination between Carnival and Rio and a Las Vegas sign. It was like all neon wrapped around her body, turning into like, again, that mermaid fishtail skirt and these big loop things on the side and in rainbow colors. And I'm just wondering, how do you pack this? How do you fold this know. up? How do you... That was beautiful. It was so creative and beautiful and colorful. And it's something that we expect of Trinity and it looked great on her. I mean, can you imagine in the previous seasons, if you were a queen who had brought something like this and you were eliminated? Oh. Can you imagine? It would be like, I didn't get to show this. Some queens who get eliminated on the show during the regular seasons use their Instagram to kind of show week after week what I would have worn for the challenge. But I'm so glad we got to see this. And that's why we have to follow them. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm glad. You know, next is Monet Exchange. I love this. It was a blue glamorous, had a blonde updo. She had a blonde updo. It was kind of like an azure blue with fiber optic lights going out through it. It was like something RuPaul would wear or Ursula the sea witch she was kind of giving me (laughs) ursula the sea witch from the little mermaid and she even had lights in her hair she wore a platinum blonde wig she had a big ornamentation on one shoulder that went through the middle of her body and came out on the other side beautiful 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 i mean i could wear something like this i'm like wow i could actually wear this um next was jada essence hall yes now talk about mermaids she actually had a neon mermaid thing on the front of her gown that when it lit up in the dark she looked like a little mermaid sitting on a rock or a wave unbelievable i mean she actually had a blue wave coming up over yes. her head that looked like the ocean was cresting and she had a mermaid fishtail in the front that curved to the right and it was so great remember when zendaya wore to the met ball a cinderella dress 
that yes, lit and up. It lit up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. what this runway is reminding me of. That okay, that you can translate it into real life. And last but not least, we have the Vivian who came out as mm. Icarus flying too close to the sun. That's what. <laughs> RuPaul said Icarus sissy. She came out in kind of a banged wig, almost like Joan of Arc. Mm -hmm. And she had these wings, again, with the fiber optic lights in it that came up in a rainbow. This was beautiful. It was just lovely. I mean, the whole runway... I'm in a loss for words. To me, there was no misses on this. No. Because they were so beautiful. It was so unique. And I was really proud that these queens were able to display this because it was just so creative. And it shows the creativity that the queens put into this. So who were your top two? So my top two were Jinx and the ones that made me laugh out loud the most It's really a top three. I was surprised at how funny Raja was, or as Jinx Mm -hmm. calls her, Roger. (laughs) So funny. I was surprised. And then Jinx, of course, and then Trinity. And the top two spoilers were... Trinity and Jinx. My drag mom hit it out the park again. She did. She really did. Out the park. And she can dance. So, like, when she danced on the thing... All right, so... Jinx is not club queen. She's not a sex goddess queen. She's a comedy queen. And so during her lip sync, she was kind of like dancing all over the place. Kind of like doing a goofy little dance. The lip sync song was Kings and Queens by Ava Max. Yeah. And Trinity did kind of her video vixen thing with the hair whip and everything. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I thought that Trinity was going to win. Yeah, I did too. I actually thought, but she didn't. Jinx won. Jinx won. And I think... Rue gave it to her because of her performance in the roast and that dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The combination yeah. of those two things kind of canceled out this lip sync. But the good news is Trinity was not blocked. She gets the star. Yes. So she has three. But what was said that was different now? Oh, no yeah. more plungers. They said it's going to return to the place from where it came from, from Michelle Visage's butt. <laughs> <laughs> from Michelle Visage's poo hole. So that means no more blocks. No No one can be blocked. No one was blocked. This week, you can get legendary stars. Yeah. You can do everything. Do you think this is going to change the game now that no one can be blocked? Yes. And I would put money on there being bonus stars that could get people into the finale. Definitely. Something's going to happen. It's a brewing. It's a brewing. They give you a little bit. Mm -hmm. So now that nobody's blocked, this is going to help Shay Mm -hmm. because they could have easily blocked Shay and then Shay would have been out. Right. Right? Yeah, they had to. My favorite moment from the show this week was, of course, that runway. That runway was just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. All glowed up. What was yours? My Again, the runway, Jinx's dress, the dress on fire that looked like it was on fire. Unbelievable. I mean, it was like that movie Cruella where she sets her own dress on fire and it just like, that was amazing. My favorite queen from this episode, it's a toss between Trinity and Jinx. I loved Monet's dress and I have to say my drag mom too. Okay, so based on that, I'm going to stand by because we have a little bit. We have a little bit going. Who's going uh, to take yeah, it? Yeah, Lonnie and I had say that the loser has to buy the other one a mani pedi <laughs> at some place reasonably priced. <laughs> Do you stand by your original? Win- Are you originally picked who? Jinx. Oh no! <laughs> You're gonna win because if I had to jump ship, I would pick Jinx also. But I'm loyal. I'm gonna stick with Trinity because you never know. <laughs> 
You never know. You never know. Again, listen, we are creating a culture of love on this show. I mean, Lonnie even has the word love in her name. This show is a safe space for queens. It's a safe space for squirrel friends. And we want to create a safe space for the queens online. If you talk about them online, on Twitter, on Instagram, anything, send them love. These girls go through so much in order to be on the show, in order to be where they are, in order to entertain all of us. So be generous. And show them love online. And how can we show you love? Alex? You can show me love. People are <laughs> joining my Instagram. It's actually going up week after mm-hmm. week, and I absolutely love it. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Alec Mappa. Where can we find you, Lonnie? You can follow me at Comic Lonnie Love on Instagram and at Lonnie Love on Twitter. Yeah, and following Lonnie Love is a showbiz feed. You will see <laughs> so many celebrities. There was a picture of you with Tiffany Haddish and oh, Tisha yeah. Campbell. I was so My great. friends, yeah. Listen to Squirrel Friends, the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this episode, make sure you rate and review us five stars, please, and tell a friend. Catch new episodes of All Stars Season 7 on Paramount+. Plus. We'll see you next time for an all-new episode of Squirrel Friends. My voice will be better. The official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. See you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.